Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Welcome to this new, all new edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Today is Wednesday, August 19th of 2020, day 232 of the year, and only 134 more days to go before we get to the end of 2020. Anyways, how are you doing today? Did you miss me yesterday? You can answer no. That's perfectly fine. Some people were actually acting in shock yesterday, contacting me and sending me messages and emails of, where are you? Where are you at? On Monday, I could have swore that I said I was not going to be here yesterday. Now, let me explain to you what I was doing. I had the opportunity to hang out with some people yesterday and do one of these lunch and learn events. So we're doing that yesterday, right at the same time of the show. So I couldn't do both. Um, Unfortunately, I would have loved to have invited you to come and hang out with us, but they do a closed event. So that was the reason why you and I couldn't be there together. I was going to do an earlier edition of the Rated R Safety Show, but I got tied up in a slew of mess of other things that were going on. So I owe you on that. And I, I will tell you some things today. On how I'm going to make it up to you. You might like what I have in store. We're going to do a little event for you. But we'll talk about that here in a few moments. Anyway, so we're coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. We are streaming across the multiverse of Safety FM. And what do I say when I say that? We are coming to you on safetyfm.com, safety.fm. And then we're also on safetyfm.tv. And then the multiple streaming services, such as the LinkedIn's of the world, the Twitter's. Yes, I am linked. I am talking about Twitter via Periscope. That's okay. We also love our little Twitch network. Love the people there. Got a lot. We get a lot of views on Twitch. And of course, if you're listening on the radio aspect, that's kind of fun. You definitely, if you were listening on the radio this morning, you had some excitement going on there. We can probably get into that later into the stories. That's for sure. Um, also, so we do the radio station. We also do a podcast. So you get different formats on how you want to do it. We get to hang out, do some things together. That's for sure. Before I forget, because I think it's very, very important, and I just want to make sure that I have the correct one, and I have the old format one there, but I'll tell you anyways. This Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 
Samuel Goodman and myself will be sitting down having a conversation about equality. And now you can go to safetyfm.io to acquire a ticket. It is a free ticketed event. It'll be at 6 p.m. on Thursday if you're interested in actually showing up, hanging out with us. So that will be taking place there. That's an opportunity for you to come and hang out. We will not be broadcasting that on safetyfm.com. It will only be behind what we call, they use the term paywall. It is a free event. So it is not a paid event. Just want to make sure we're clear there. But we want you to come hang out. We can do some things together. Um, that's for sure. So we'll get that going. And that's going to be, like I said, on Thursday, 6 p.m. The other portion. What we normally do starting off here at the radio station and across what we do on the Rated R Safety Show is we start off with feature story news because we want to tell you what's in the news before I get into my concept of bullshit that I talk about about what's going on in the news. You know, we like to rant a lot. And apparently some other people like to copy and rant too. But that's a whole other story. We can get into that later. So let's get into the news real quick and we'll go from there. Here is the news on the Rated R Safety Show. Washington, I'm Simon Marks. EU leaders have agreed to impose sanctions on a substantial number of officials from Belarus, accusing them of election fraud and violence against protesters. Following a meeting of EU leaders on Wednesday, support was expressed for the Belarusian people, demanding a peaceful transition to democracy. Ursula von der Leyen is president of the European Commission. There was unanimous support to be working on sanctions against those responsible for what is taking place. Targeted sanctions on specific persons. The Commission stands ready to support and the list of people submitted to sanctions should be adopted as soon as possible. In West Africa, Mali's president, Ibrahim Keita, has been forced to resign after he was arrested by troops in a sudden coup that followed months of anti-government protests. There's been condemnation from various international bodies, including ECOWAS, the economic community of West African states. It's calling for the reinstatement of the ousted president. From FSN's bureau in Abuja, Phil Ihaza reports. Rebel soldiers have detained Ibrahim Boubacar Keita and Prime Minister Bubu Sisi at a military base in the town of Kati, near the capital Bamako. This is coming after Keita released a televised statement stating on Tuesday night that he has agreed to resign his position as the leader of the landlocked nation so as to prevent any bloodshed and allow for peace to reign. However, the United Nations, African Union and ECOWAS are among various international bodies that have condemned the development in Mali. The West African bloc is threatening a range of retaliatory actions, including financial sanctions and suspension of the country from its international decision-making bodies. Phil Ihaza, Abuja. London's Heathrow Airport has unveiled a new COVID-19 testing facility it hopes will help remove mandatory quarantine requirements for international arrivals from several countries. From FSN's Bureau in London, Ollie Barrett reports. The UK government has so far resisted on-arrival COVID-19 testing at ports and airports, saying people could be incubating the virus but test negative, only to test positive days later. Heathrow says this trial addresses that issue because after the first test, passengers would travel home to self-isolate, then take a second test several days later. Two negative tests, and Heathrow says with government approval, people could be released from quarantine earlier than the current 14-day period. At the Democratic convention tonight, it's the turn of Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris and former President Barack Obama to try and energize people about Joe Biden's candidacy for the U.S. presidency. Early indications suggest the all-virtual convention may not be resonating with television audiences. The ratings for the event's first night were 30% down on four years ago. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Ireland has tightened its coronavirus restrictions after an increase in cases. The country is urging everyone to restrict visitors to their homes, avoid public transport and for older people to limit contact with others. The new measures will remain in place until at least the middle of September. 
Kitty Holland is social affairs editor at the Irish Times. There's a sense that people were, you know, getting out and about. We've had quite a good weather this summer, so people have been getting around and seeing people again. And people, I suppose, are getting a bit lax and feeling, you know, this COVID's not so bad, perhaps, and we can kind of go back to some kind of normality. I think the government is really determined that the schools are going to reopen in two weeks' time. If they don't get the schools back, which have been closed here since March, they haven't been back at all in any shape or form for six months. Um, if they don't reopen on the 1st of September, I think that will be seen as a real uh, bit of a public relations disaster, really, for the government. Um, so they are determined to get this back under control in the next few weeks. Um, and I think the eye really is on getting schools reopened and, and worried about going into the winter um, and, and this get, getting out of control. Three weeks ago, Ireland enjoyed one of Europe's lowest rates of COVID-19 infections and was generally considered a success story. The country's Prime Minister says the Republic is now at a critical moment. The main news again, EU leaders are imposing sanctions on a substantial number of officials from Belarus, accusing them of election fraud and violence against protesters. In Mali, President Ibrahim Keita has been forced to resign after being arrested by troops in a sudden coup that followed several months of anti-government protests. And Heathrow Airport has unveiled a new COVID-19 testing facility it hopes will help reduce the need for quarantine from some international arrivals. And that is the latest feature story news. Simon Marks reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So what do you think? A lot of stuff going on there. I have to tell you, you're going to probably see me look in that direction quite a bit today. The monitor keeps on flashing, so we get pictures in and out. It is driving me bonkers. And of course, I'm one of those people that it's just like anything else. Squirrel! And I have to look, just kind of how it happens. So let's get into the traditional nonsense. You know how that goes. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So a lot of things going on in the world. We talk about the different things throughout the show, and that's how it normally goes. So let's talk about... The trends, because we talk about the trends starting off as of late. Some people seem to enjoy that. So let's do some of the trending items on what's going on. Top fiction books and nonfiction books currently on the New York Times bestseller list. Number five, the guest list. Number four, the silent wife. Number three, sucker punch. Number two, the vanishing half. And number one in the fiction category, where the crawdads sing. That's according to the New York Times bestseller list. Now let's go nonfiction to talk about it real quick. How to be an an anti-racist. That's number five. White fragility at number four. Too much and never enough at number three. Number two. Cast. And number one. Live free or die. That one's by Sean Hannity. Look at that. No, did not know. So there you go. Those are the top nonfiction books that are currently trending. So let's talk about it because, you know, we normally want to talk about the things going on in the news. So let's talk about some of the stuff that some people deem important. And let's get to that right away so we can talk about it and go with it. Go, 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 go. Hold on. Is this the right one? I had the right one the whole time. Look at that. That is the right one for Samuel Goodman and myself, and I did not have it on the screen earlier. But anyways, that's taking place on on Thursday, but now I'm all over the place in my thought process. Anyways, let's talk about some of the major things that are going on. The major index were mixed on Tuesday with the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ making small gains and the Dow experiencing a slight sell-off. The S&P was able to notch another all-time high, completely erasing losses seen due to the virus shutdowns earlier this year. The technology sector had enough of another big day, better saying had enough. I had enough (laughs) that Amazon leading the way with a 4% increase. Alphabet, Netflix, Apple, Microsoft, and Facebook also pushed higher during the session. Shares of Kohl's department store fell for about 14% as a Outlook that was given for the upcoming holiday season kind of hit the shitter. 
So there you go. So what are you thinking as we talk about the different things? How are you looking at these different aspects that you had set up for your finances and so on? Were you kind of playing the market as everything was going on? Or were you playing the long game? Because the long game is always important. So what did you do? How are you looking at the whole thing? Now, keep in mind, before I forget, you can always jump in the chat box and communicate with us if we have anything that you wanted to, that you want to talk about. And that's, of course, if the chat box is working, because I swear that it seems like we have more issues with the with the box not working than it actually working. But it's a whole other story. An elderly man from Arkansas was arrested for allegedly placing 16 dead animals on the gravesite of a former neighbor. According to the police reports, Joseph Strode. We'll go, we'll get back to that in a moment. Joseph Strode, seventy eight, was charged with defacing objects of public respect after vandalizing the headstone of a former neighbor and rival farmer with some some more than a dozen dead animals over several months. A relative of the deceased man told authorities that the pair never got along with each other, and there was even a lawsuit between she. The person that dead <laughs> and Joseph had lost. So there you go. The carcasses were co- caused about $2,000 in damages. Now I pause as I said, strode because the weird part, the weird part here. Are you familiar with Halloween? The movie Lori strode. So it threw me, it threw me for a moment. We tend to watch that movie quite a bit at my home. I don't know why we just do happens so i was kind of like hold on hold on want to make sure that i went down the right rabbit hole for sure so let's continue talking for sure with the different things that are going on take a listen to this one a woman in idaho is obsessed with bigfoot sightings becky cook's fascination began where she wrote about a man run-ins with a bigfoot for her intermountain farm and ranch magazine halloween issue look at the tie-in there after a story picked up some steam, Cook said that she thought out uh, she sought out others who have encountered the mystical creature. And definitely we're not talking about the Geico commercials or progressive commercials, is better saying. Yeah, Geico and progressive commercials, if you take a look at it. Cook describes Bigfoot as a tall, hairy, generally <laughs> that generally walks on two feet with a sound that is loud that it can cause reverberation in the chest. She added they have are generally curious creatures and that shouldn't harm you unless you are doing something you shouldn't be doing. Now, what exactly would that mean? What are you doing that you shouldn't be doing? Think about it for a moment. Could mean a lot of things there. So let's continue. As for as a people who may call her cray cray, Cook says, I don't tell lies, have my own personal integrity, so I don't care if you don't believe me. Something tells me that was a clean version of that. So what do you think? Bigfoot? Is it a thing? Is it a thing for sure? Have you spotted him or her? Is there a Bigfoot female version? I mean, I did watch Harry and the Hendersons many, many moons ago. Yeah, that's a real throwback just in case. So think about it as we talk about it for sure. A lot of different things there to think about. Reference, a lot of dumb things, too, to talk about. So I have to tell you, because this has been bothering me over the last little bit. You are aware that we've been doing this for quite a while, and I'm talking about us doing the video sequence thing where we get to hang out and do almost all meetings via video box, via chat box, via whatever the hell you want to call it, box. I recently was watching a, we'll say a presentation, a live stream, where the people hosting the event did this. There was a main host, and I guess the guest was there, and the guest had a presentation that they were going to go over. During the whole event, you never saw the person that was putting on the presentation. All you saw was 
the presentation on the screen and never saw the person. I want to say this thing went on for about an hour. I looked at it and I was slightly confused because I go, is this how most of these events are occurring now? Where you only get the presentation on the screen? And I'm not even talking like a split screen. I'm talking about full screen where you couldn't see the presenter. I mean, I don't even think I saw the presenter during the whole hour sequence. I only saw the host. So what do you think about that? Is that something that you find engaging as you're going to these things? And what format have you seen that works the best? I mean, do you need to see the person? Or do you are you cool with just having the presentation? Now, my question comes about, of course, because I, I have to think about this. If you're enjoying the presentation, per se, and you don't care about seeing the person, would you be cool with it being recorded? I mean, think about that for a moment. Because if you're not seeing the person, and I, I mean, I guess there's some interactivity there. But if you're not seeing the person as they're doing the presentation, do you care if it's live or not? Because let's just be realistic. A good chunk of us that go into these different um, events do not chat in the chat box. We just don't. We kind of sit back, relax, and go, let's watch what's going on. So what do you think? Does it is it worth your while to go to these? And do you care if they're recorded or not? So I'm curious on what causes the most amount of engagement according to your perspective. And everybody's going to do it a little bit differently. Now, some of the events that we do here, we do kind of the small circle or boxing. I've done one where we did a computer where you could see the computer, then you would see the display, but I'm, I'm not sure what I like. I mean, I really like the ones in person, but it's just not really something we can do at the moment. So just curious, because you know that a lot of us have seen a lot of these things as of late, some by choice and some by force. And do you like the interaction portion? I'll tell you, I was at one a few days ago. There's about 1,500 people inside of this virtual room. I couldn't read the chat box. And it's not because I didn't want to read it. It was going by so quick. I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I don't know. A lot of things there to think about for sure. So as you think about this, what does the perfect world case scenario look like for you? When it comes to those events. Also, we are seeing more and more virtual events occurring where they have the virtual green rooms, the virtual waiting rooms, the virtual networking rooms, the virtual, you name it, we love it, that kind of stuff. What do you like there? I'm just asking to ask, like, do you like the, have you seen the ones with the avatar? And I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about where you do kind of like a Sims version of yourself and you're allegedly walking around inside of the event. And then you go to the quote unquote piece where somebody would actually be doing, we can say a presentation at one. We can talk about a vendor booth at another where they're sitting there and then you kind of go into the vendor booth and it's essentially a commercial. Let's just really call it what it is. It's an ad of what they're, product and services so what do you think about it how do you look at it i'm just asking the question to understand it so i would love to hear your perspective on it on what do you think works best because i look at it is that we need to be doing stuff that we find engaging some people might tell me well this is not do anything at all that's pretty engaging but I look and I go, we need to figure out a better way to be adaptive to the environment. And let's just be real, not everybody learns in the same fashion. 
It's kind of how it goes. So what is your preferred method? Think about that for a hot minute. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. So going back into some news, of course, a man was out for a walk with his dog in China, was knocked unconscious. After a cat fell from the balcony and landed on his head, someone who witnessed the unusual incident called emergency service, and the man has was taken to the hospital for treatment. According to the New York Post, doctors found that the man sustained a cervical spinal injury. He was eventually discharged and is recovering at a home with a neck brace. The cat and the dog were unharmed. Now think about this for a moment. Walking down the street, doing your stuff, walking your dog, letting him do or her do whatever the hell they need to do. And a cat lands on your head. That's what it is. Cat lands on your head. Knocks you out. Cold. How do you plan for that? And how far did this cat fall down? That's the other thing I would like to know. Kind of interesting on how some of these twists and turns work from time to time. Duh. That's for sure. Anyways, let's continue. Police officers in Chicago are retiring at twice the usual rate, a trend that could leave the city streets short of protection. At least 110 officers are set to retire over the next two months, according to Michael Lappy. Vice President of the Board of Trustees for Policemen's Annuity and Benefit Fund of Chicago. Lappy told the Chicago Sun-Times that the retirements in 2020 are projected to be higher than the past couple of years, averaging about 24 a month. Chicago's ninth Ward Alderman Anthony Beal told the paper that he believes the violent riots and lack of support from the mayor are driving factors behind many retirements decisions. Lots to think about there. How do you look at this? Now, let's be realistic as we talk about it. A lot of different scenarios taking place now throughout the world. We can go down the path of defunding the police department. For sure, we can talk about it. We could reference that because I think that that's going to be a factor here. It's not just something that it's kind of like, eh, just walk over it. Don't talk about it. But think about it. You have to know that that's playing in a slight factor. And... The light that has been put on the police departments and the police officers have changed things. Some okay, some bad, some good, some indifferent. We all know that not all every police officer that's out there is a bad cop. We know that every police officer that's out there is not a good cop. I mean, there's mixed. And all good, there's a little evil. And all evil, there's a little good. That's that yin-yang bullshit. But what do you think? What do you think we're going to run into as a problem if we start seeing a lot of the police officers retiring? What do you think is going to happen with a lot of the stuff that's taking place? Some of the defunding conversations that's been going on. And I know that this could become a very strange conversation for a safety show. But you have to think about all the shit that's going on. It is a concern across the board. And let's talk about what some of these trainings are going to look like for some of these new personnel that is being brought in and how many police officers, and we're still going to call them police officers for the time being until we have a better understanding, that come in and there is a 911 call. How do they get dispensed and how does that work? I mean, there are some calls that take place depending on the area that you're in that only might be one police officer. So can you have the opportunity of sending two if it is something that's not related to directly a police officer matter, where it might be a mental health matter, where it might be something that it does not need a standard police officer? Because we've talked about this before. There's a lot of different things going on right now. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting thing to see how some of these things are going to change. But I talk about this not knowing much about the subject matter. I mean, let's just be realistic. We're not going to lie. What's the point there? Doesn't serve a purpose. Oop. 
Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So take a listen to this one. Don't pass out. As I say, good recycling habits can lead to finding the love of your life. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. According to a new survey from Declutter, yeah, Declutter, 47% of young Americans would not want to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't recycle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Another 45% said they wouldn't date someone who used an excessive amount of single-use plastic. Also, 67% of the 1,332 respondents between the ages of 18 and 29 said that they believe that global warming is a real man-made and serious threat. Their concern is so high that 71% ranked it more important than the state of the economy. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say this. If you're hardcore into recycling and that is the caliber of person that you're looking for, and it's not a bad thing, so let's make sure we're clear. And that is what you're looking for. And that is the person that will meet a lot of your requirements on when you're going into the dating scene. I want you to move to Taos, New Mexico. What? Yeah, I want you to move to Taos, New Mexico. Let me explain. There is this thing in Taos, New Mexico, and I love them, that is known as an Earthship. This thing has a thermal mass wall made out of car tires or truck tires as part of the wall that's buried into the ground. The whole house, or the majority of the house, is used with recyclable items. I think you might find the perfect match there. Or maybe start your own earthships in your area. Maybe you'll find the love of your life there, according to what this news story had to say. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. Talking about some weird items, of course. Move over toilet paper and Clorox wipes. There is a new national shortage in town. The coronavirus crisis has caused a shortage of the nation's most popular pizza topping. Pepperoni. Bloomberg reports that a small pizza shops across the nation are reporting higher prices for pepperoni, with many paying almost double per pound. For now, small pizzerias are not passing the higher cost to the consumers. But Matthew Hyland, chef and co-owner of New York City's pizza shop, said he isn't sure how long that will be feasible. Large pizza chains such as Domino's, Little Caesars, Papa John's, and Pizza Hut haven't experienced a shortage or price increase as they tend to buy ingredients with long-term contracts, according to Bloomberg reports. Now, I have to tell you, I was very concerned about the shakaroni for a moment. You know, that's very heavy, 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 heavy with pepperoni. So I wanted to make sure, you know, we didn't have an issue there. With not having enough pepperonis, that's for sure. Now, does this play a factor into your life? Like, do you eat pizza all the freaking time that this would be an area of concern for you? Or you just go, I don't care, it's pizza. I'll live another day. It is pizza. I mean, regardless of how you get it, most pizza's good. There's a, a, a saying that goes with that, but I'm just not sure if I should say it. I have issues sometimes saying some of those things and I screw them up pretty badly. But something tells me that you already know that I don't always say all of the correct things. I don't know why. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. 
You asked for it, so I wanted to deliver on it. The Art of Podcasting, the class is coming your direction September the 2nd, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We're going to discuss everything about the world of podcasting that you want to know, how to host your own podcast, how to start your own podcast, and where to go from that point on. During the class, we have some tickets available that will actually include a one-year hosting service for your podcast. Go to safetyfm.io for more information. There you go. You know how that goes. So, yeah, that's coming up not right around the corner there. The Art of Podcasting. You know, it'll be some fun for us to hang out together, do some things there. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, if you're not, it will probably not be in a very exciting event for you. And for those podcasters that are out there that are already doing podcasts, if you want some insightful tips, I can help you out with some of those. I can help you help you get listeners. I smile as I say that. Okay, let's continue. Forecasters are monitoring two areas of disturbed weather over the Atlantic Ocean. The U.S. National Hurricane Center in Miami said Tuesday that one tropical wave is located over the eastern Caribbean Sea, while the second system is brewing about 900 miles west. Really, west, kind of southwest, from one of my, from one of those places known as the Cabo Verde Islands. Both systems have the potential to turn into tropical depressions over the next week, but for now, neither have an immediate threat or impact on the U.S., in case if you're only caring about the U.S., depending on where you're located throughout the world. And we should start, we should start probably talking about the world a little bit more. Because I think that's going to be important maybe later down the road. But then again, I always have to tell you that love is universal because that's the important part. So maybe you should care a little bit about everything. Let's continue. Opioid manufacturers have cost the American economy about $2.15 trillion, according to the notice of claim filed in bankruptcy court by by nearly every U.S. state. The filing was made on Monday by New York, 48 other states, Washington, D.C., and various territories against Purdue Pharma and other distributors of manufacturers, according to the New York Attorney General. Purdue Pharma filed for bankruptcy last year as part of a plan to settle litigation over the opioid crisis. An estimated 10.3 million Americans aged 12 to older misuse opioids in 2018. These include 9.9 million prescriptions of pain abusers and 808,000 heroin users. Oklahoma is the only state not included because it previously settled several with several companies on the matter. 2.15 trillion dollars. Now, let's be real. Let's have a brief moment. What drug impact have you seen related to opioids inside of the organization that you work at? I'll wait a moment. What do you think? A lot of things happen. A lot of things being discussed. A lot of conversational pieces. That's for sure. But I want you to think about these different aspects. I want you to think about these different things and how they have impact. Impact on the life. Impact on your work environment. Impact that goes across the board. It's not limited just to one thing. So what do you think? What impact have you seen? Take a moment and think about that for five seconds or so. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, the Girl Scouts of the USA announced a new French toast-inspired cookie flavor to join their 2021 lineup. The Toastier cookie features frosting dip biscuits. Shaped like mini French toast slices, the new cookies will only be available in select areas, but customers are encouraged to contact their local councils for information on availability. Can't you just go online and find this? Like, I thought you could order Girl Scout cookies online. Like, I'm really convinced that you could do that. At least last year you could do it. So I would sure as shit believe that it would probably be happening this year. You know, there's a couple things going on around the world. Girl Scouts councils are set 
to sell the cookies for between six to eight weeks annually, starting in January. The cookie sales benefit programming for about 1.7 million girls, according to the Girl Scouts of the USA. I mean, I have to tell you, that's really doing a lot of prep work, if you think about it. We are talking now August. We are talking about a cookie that is coming out in January. And this is a news story that's making the circuit about what's going on. What do you think? Will you be partaking in the French toast cookie or the toastier, as they call it? Or do you look at it and go, Jay, I truly don't give a shit about this cookie. I don't care. Cookies are cookies. Just give me more. That's all I want is cookies. I don't know. I talk about it because I think it's important. I talk about it because I think it should be mentioned. But cookies are cookie. I, I don't care. There's only certain kind of cookies that I look for. So here we go. Let's continue, continue, continue moving forward here. Because I think that that's what we need to do. Let's talk about some a death that recently occurred. So Ben Cross has died. The actor best known for his roles in Chariots of Fire and Star Trek, the reboot, passed away on Tuesday morning in Vienna, Austria. Cause of death was not shared. He was 72. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family. Now let's talk about what's going on inside of the world of the swamp. The political world, the things that are going on there, because I think they're important to talk about, for sure. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez turned some heads during last night's Democratic National Convention proceeding when she used her minute to nominate Bernie Sanders. While many took to social media denouncing her for what seemed to be a major snub, she clarified on Twitter that it was Procedural to move to Bernie could formally release his delegates to Biden, whose nomination became official last night. But that didn't do much to assure concerns her remarks were or showing further division in the party that's already struggling to get particularly excited about their candidates. So what do you think? What do you think about it? Do you look at the stuff that AOC does? And take a look at the different aspects there? Or how do you look at it? I only asked the question because I think it's important for us to talk about. I'm just asking to think about it. Because there's a lot of things that go on. Let's continue. Alexander Ocasio. Cortez has a plan to save the post office national progressive pen pal program. Taking it to Instagram. AOC said that she would set up a network of lefties with con- with conversation prompts to send letters to each other, requiring them to buy stamps in mass and thus saving the post office. Of course, the question worth asking after hearing something like that, how much would each letter add to the mail truck carbon footprint? I know that was a jackass thing to say, but you have to think about it. There's so many different things there for sure. You can't just leave it. Okay, let's continue. President Trump campaign isn't sitting quietly during the, this week's National Democratic Convention. Think about it. Think about it for sure. President Trump's campaign isn't sitting quiet. Well, I already said that. They're, they have bought a top marquee ad on YouTube and are rotating it through the barrage of hit pieces questioning Joe Biden's mental mental touch. Let's go from there. And, the, and, how, and his history about being too close to people that he's taking pictures with and Kamala Harris political track record. An ad buy is expected to run through the end of the week. That's something for sure. By the way, thank you, Todd Lusheen. Something I would never want to do for sure, but thanks for referencing it. And we're talk about the lottery. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $22 million jackpot or a $17.8 million cash payout. So good luck to you if you're interested in playing those kind of games because they could be important. I don't know. I take a look at it and I don't play. 
I don't play at all. Let's talk about some interesting things here going into the world of showbiz. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is close to earning $1 billion at the box office thanks to its re-release in the Chinese cinemas. The film is the first in the fantasy franchise, was initially released back in 2001. In the past week, it ranked, it racked in about $13 million, bringing it box office total to $997.8 million worldwide. So let's talk about that for a moment because we're starting to see that the movie theaters are starting to open slowly in some areas. I know we're talking about the Chinese market there. Some of the movies that are being presented are older movies. That you can possibly watch at home. Let's just be real. Would you take this opportunity to watch an older movie inside of a cinema with all the risk that are going on? Or would you take a pass? Just think about it. Just asking the question. Want you to, you know. I will tell you, I went into a drive-in theater. I get stuck in my car the whole time. I didn't even go to the bathroom there. And we went and watched Back to the Future. And not that the movie was bad. I remembered it. I mean, I had seen it before. seen it recently, blah, blah. But I did not see, I mean, besides having the kids be excited about it, I didn't see a value to going to a movie theater, especially being stuck in the car because the sound quality was shit, but being stuck in a car watching a movie. But if you are able to go into a cinema, it's quite different, different experience, blah, blah, blah. Are you willing to take the risk to see, especially an older movie that you can see at home? It's a legit question. Anyways, let's continue. Will Smith and Kevin Hart are set to star in the remake of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. For Paramount Pictures, the film will be in the modern take of the original, according to Fox News. The 1987 flick was directed by John Hughes and starred Steve Martin and John Candy. Kevin Bacon also appeared in that. I also think that Kevin Bacon has appeared in almost every single thing because there is a game called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. You already know that. Did you hear about this? Another accuser has come forth claiming that she was raped by Cuba Gooding Jr., the woman who has filed suit under the the pseudonym. Jane Doe said that the assault happened as the actor's hotel room back in 2013 and legal docs obtained by page six. The victim said that Cuba told her to come into his room while she while he changed. Once in the room, she claimed that the actor got naked and started to grope her. She states that she told him no several times, but he didn't listen and then forcibly raped her twice. The woman is seeking a jury trial for unexpected damages. Cuba is currently facing a criminal trial on six misdemeanor counts of sexual abuse and forcible touching stemming from allegations of three other women. He has denied the accusations. So there you go. Some more information going on there. We're starting to see a lot of interesting things come to light when it comes to those things for sure. Let's talk about some other news. Ariana Grande hit a major milestone on Monday, becoming the most streamed female artist, according to Spotify, surpassing Rihanna with over 20.5 billion streams. Ariana addresses the occasion on Twitter, thanking fans and begging Riri for more music soon so she can regain the spot of the top. That was nice. I think. I don't know. Okay, Netflix has canceled the comedy talk show Patriot Act. The comedian, the the comedy was, let's see, let's see. The comedian announced the news on Twitter writing that what a run Patriot Act has come to an end of an era. I got to work with the best writers, producers, researchers, and animators in the game. My two babies were born and grew up with the show. Show premiered back in October of 2018. They grew up with the show. 2018. We're not even two years out and aired the final episode this past June. All six seasons are streaming on Netflix. See, I have a hard time with the season bullshit. How can you have six seasons? In about a year and a half. How does that work? I see other people doing the short season things. I'm still on season one. We're still on season one of the Rated R Safety Show. We're still on season one of the Jay Allen Show. We even had a name change of the show. We're still on season one. How many seasons do you need? 
we are in season 25. I have a new show, a new show runner. I don't know. I get hung up on dumb stuff sometimes. Anyways, let's continue. A South Carolina man was arrested on Sunday after driving to Florida and breaking into WWE star Sonya Deville's home. Philip A. Thomas II, 24, who was found with a knife, plastic zip ties, duct tape, and mace had been planning for eight months to take Deville hostage, authorities say. The sheriff said that Thomas entered into the residence at a backsliding glass door, triggering an alarm. DeVille spotted the intruder, fled the house, and called 911. When the cops arrived, Thomas admitted to wanting to kidnap her. He has been charged with with aggravated stalking, armed burglary attempt, and armed kidnapping. A criminal and criminal mischief. He is in jail with no bond. DeVille addressed the incident on Twitter, thanking the Hillsborough County Police. And sheriff's department. So there you go. A couple of different things there for sure. So we were talking about this. I believe it was on Monday. How do you look at this? When it comes to home emergency and safety protocols. Like what would you do? With something like this. If it was occurring inside of your household. Yeah, I know, you know. You can do different things. There's the run, hide, fight aspect that some people like to do. There's some other stuff, but what is the protocol? What is the conversation you have with the fam on what you're going to do? Just something to think about as we bring it up. So we keep on hearing about TikTok. So here's something for you. Kanye West wants to create a Christian and child-friendly version of TikTok. The rapper said that he was watching some videos with his daughter, North, seven-year-old, and was disturbed by what he saw. He tweeted his idea, a vision just came to me. Jesus talk. And that's like talk, like T-O-K, not like talk, T-A-L-K. Talk, talk, talk. So what do you think? Would you be a prominent member of Jesus talk if it became readily available in your neck of the woods? I'm just asking. I mean, there are a lot of Christian versions of things that are out there, and I'm not anti-anything when it comes to that. But what do you think about that? I mean, like, really? Like, really, what do you think about it? Would you join Jesus Talk? Maybe you can be an influencer on that one. How do you go? How would you call the influencer aspect? Would you be known as a Jesus Talk influencer? I mean, there has to be some pretty interesting name to come up out of it. I mean, you don't want everything to be identical. Don't want to infringe on somebody's intellectual property. That's for sure. The Kansas City Chiefs are limiting attendance to the Arrowhead Stadium this fall. Due to the coronavirus concerns, attendance will be limited to 22% of the stadium's capacity, or about 1,600 fans per home game. The stadium normally draws about 72,000 or an excess of about 72,000. So that's going to be a significant difference for sure. Now let's talk about that for sure. If you had the opportunity, and I know we talked about it about a cinema in a moment ago. Now we're talking mostly about some of these open air stadiums where you could go and hang out, watch a game in real time. Is it worth it to you? And what kind of protocols are you willing to go through to make it there? talking to a friend of mine yesterday he was telling me that he's based out of new zealand he was telling me that he had an incident that he was going to have the opportunity to go investigate but due to everything on how it's closed down over there there was 18 roadblocks and a three-hour drive almost automatically converted to a six to a six-hour drive because of that so what kind of protocols would you have to go through before you actually made it there I mean, you already got the bag check and all that kind of stuff before when you were get to a stadium, the metal detectors and so on. So what other things would you go through and would it be worth it to you? Or you just say, shit, I'm just going to sit at home and watch this. You're going to get better camera angles most of the times anyways. Let's continue. Jason Wright has been named the Washington football team new president, making him the first black team president in NFL history. 
Wrights is replacing Bruce Allen, who was fired after the 2019 season, just in case you did not know that. So there you go. Let's talk about that information. Let's talk about some things that happened on this day many, 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 many moons ago. Adolf Hitler consolidates his powers as the German head of state when the position of president and chancellor are merged. He took to the formal title, meaning president and chancellor. The power grab came after the death of the president, von Hindenburg. Earlier that month, despite the the illegality of the position, Hitler's popularity allowed him to act without public outcry. That was back in 1934. In 1993, I was actually talking about this person a few days ago with a friend of mine. Actor Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger tie the knot. The union would be one of the more publicly toxic marriages in Hollywood history. They separated back in 2000. They divorced in 2002. The custody battle over their daughter also made for tabloid gold, if you want to call that shit tabloid gold. Back in 2014, NASA satellites take photos showing the eastern basset of the Ariel Sea had completely dried up. The event devastated one of the one of the most pro- prosperous fishing regions around. The, dr- the dried up area is also called the Alcalium Desert. So there you go. Some information for you real quick. Let's talk about some birthdays you can celebrate today. If you want to celebrate some of your favorite sports celebrities, birthdays, birth, and all that kind of fun stuff. So here we go. Kirk Cousins turns 32. Veronica Roth, young adult author, turns 32. Christina Perry, pop singer, turns 34. Melissa Fumero, actress, turns 38. Matthew Perry turns 51. Kevin Dillon turns 55. John Stamos, yeah, that John Stamos turns 57. Bill Clinton. Turned 74 today. So there you go. Some birthdays going on for you to take a look and celebrate. So I told you earlier in the show that because I was not here on Monday, I was going to make it up to you some way, shape, or form. So let me show you what we're doing. Here we go. We got an event coming up on September the 18th of 2020 due to the popularity of the episode that we did with Candace Horbex back a few weeks ago. Matter of fact, it was last week. That we did on the Jay Allen show. We will actually be doing an Ask Me Anything with Candace Horvax on September the 18th, 2020. So if you're interested in attending, go to safetyfm.io. Tickets are available. It is a free event to attend. You'll find some more information there about the event. And that way you can get your ticket. There you go. Free event. So that's what we're doing. Ask Me Anything with Candace Horvax. So there you go. That's how we're going to make it up to you for not being here yesterday for the people that did not catch it. That's for sure. So let's talk about the days of the, let's see, the days of the year that you can celebrate today. Because I think that that is going to be important. Black Cow Root Beer Float Day. International Bow Day. International Orangutan Day. National Aviation Day. National Sandscale and Sculpture Day, National Hot and Spicy Food Day, National Potato Day, World Photo Day, World Humanitarian Day, and National Soft Ice Cream Day. Definitely celebrate the last one if you don't celebrate any of the others. I have to enjoy that one a little bit. So... Let me kind of give you a little bit more info, just so you know, and in case you forgot, because we didn't hang out yesterday. If you are running into thoughts of suicide and depression, please go. And I'm asking you, please, 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 please go to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can call the number 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. They have people that are readily available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week to talk about what's on your mind. Give them a call. If you don't want to do the calling aspect, go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org for more information. They will be there for you. They will talk about the different things and definitely, for sure, do whatever they can to be able to help you. Also, the other thing that we've been talking about quite a bit lately is we've been talking about missingkids.org. If you go to missingkids.org, they have information there about what's going on once an Amber Alert occurs. 
So if you're interested in finding out more information on what happens past an Amber Alert, you can go there for more information. So there you go. That's some things there. Also, if you are kind of hanging out on the screen setting stuff, if you're not, then this is going to be a different, different aspect, but we'll show it to you. Matter of fact, let me just tell you about it. First annual virtual safety munch and mench is actually taking place this Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is events that we are co-sponsoring. This is not our event. We are just a sponsor of the event. That'll be taking place on Saturday the 22nd. And it'll be, ha- be actually hosted by Uncle Bill. Just in case, if you remember that interview, it was kind of fun. So go ahead and go to safetyfm.io for more information. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. And that is the listener. Safety FM is the home. A real safety talk. Thanks for hanging out with us and doing the things that you do as we bring you the show. I can tell you, we definitely could not do what we do without you. That is, there's no way, ands, ifs, and buts about it. You've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. You want to ride on my wave, just because it's fun, you want to be in my space, too close to the sun, don't seem to care if it's safe, well that makes two of us, I'm so insane. So insane, and you like it, but you haven't seen anything yet. Now you're just beginning your trip.